Hi, I'm Dave, and you're listening to Making Problems to Solve, the podcast about creativity, curiosity, and problem solving. Uh, right off the bat, I'd like to uh, thank my patrons, uh, especially my top tier ta- patrons, Matt from Artigiano Serio and Ed Johns. I forgot to thank everybody last week, so I hope uh, <laughs> that uh, that makes up for it. And uh, here we go. Uh, this week, my guests is uh, Lewis and Laura from I'm Made. Uh, they do everything, <laughs> it seems like, from uh, DIY home projects. They've done van conversions, built an electric foundry, uh, different electronics projects, di- digital fabrication, and just about everything. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for having oh, us. Oh, good. Oh, thank Hi, you. Hi, Dave. Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And uh, one thing, I was going to make the joke that um, that the most important member of your team uh, is was not on the podcast, uh, and that's Layla. But of course, uh, I think she is in the room with you guys. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, she might be on the podcast because you yeah. might hear her panting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, but I, Vincent made the same joke on uh, Because We Make. So I was like, oh, no, <laughs> he <already> said that. <laughs> but yeah, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you guys is actually something you said on his show. Um, you said, our motto is, I think we can figure it out. And oh, <laughs> I just love that attitude. And that's kind of a lot of people, I think, who are in the online maker community who love sharing, you know, what they're what they are figuring out, uh, have that same attitude where they're like, I don't know how to do this yet, but that's uh, that's part of the process. How did you right. guys? Uh... Absolutely. And we've been kind of, kind of calling ourselves um, like unprofessional makers because that's how we feel. We're not sure how to do it all the time. Right. Uh, sometimes, yeah, most of the time, we don't yeah, know how to actually, do it. <laughs> most of the time, we're not sure how to do it all the way. Um, and sometimes right. we might have maybe just a, a step or two figured out um, right. of, of things that we know you probably might need to do in order to accomplish the task. But um, that's just all the motivation to learn more and figure out how to fi- figure, figure it out and solve that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's usually like, up what we've learned up till now to tackle the next project but then the new project has so many more challenges that we weren't even re- ready for typically so then um but yeah usually it's the journey that we like the most even though the end product doesn't come out all that sweet a lot of the times so sure yeah it's never maybe exactly what you envisioned but you know the results are always interesting and you definitely learn something for the next project right yeah absolutely yes and usually we're um just having fun with it because we're not typically making something um to give to a client or things like that um so typically we're experimenting and and having fun and not worrying about the what the end product might look like yeah oh that's great so you know you sometimes like to go back and find out like how how early did you guys get started do you have um like a creative childhood did you have a creative family like oh what was that kind um, of like? you know i will say that we well, at least on my side of the family i had a creative aunt um she's very uh artistic um she you know always drew and did oil paintings when i was uh growing up so um you know i always kind of saw that and always try to mimic her and like and i, I really got into drawing as a child um but as far as like the making stuff, it kind of came out as like a necessity, just like learning how to fix stuff around the house. I think 
um, my mom, for the most part, was very supportive in, I guess, my curiosity ventures. So she let okay. me part like toasters and not be able to put it back together. So she <laughs> sure. just lived with not having a toaster for a while. Um, and it, it, it and it kind of spiraled, spiraled on all the way until like high school, um, where my first job was like at a Jiffy Lube. And okay. The- I worked with um we're all into cars and stuff like that and then that's where i kind of started my quote-unquote making journey if you will um but i think as far as us working together it didn't start until what we moved into i mean moved into our current home yeah which is our first home yeah i think so so lewis was always i guess creative with cars and car modifications but our making together journey really started yeah with our home because um we needed furniture. We realized a home yeah. takes a lot of, uh, it required a lot of renovation. And uh, we needed to learn how to get handy and work together and um, solve big problems together. So um, that's kind of when we really started kind of uh, being creative, designing things for the first time um, and, and um, drawing things out and envisioning what something might look like and, and creating that from start to finish. So um, that was really exciting. That was yeah, I guess the the beginning of our making journey. And and as we were doing it, we realized we were just having so much fun. (laughs) And um, as we learned those skills that we wanted to learn to problem solve something really practical, like needing a couch um, uh, in the big new home that we had, we um, learned those skills and realized we could use it to fulfill hobbies and other interests that we had. So um, learning some, a little bit of woodworking there, you know, really spiraled into other projects. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think like woodworking kind of came up as like, uh, not more, intentionally, but uh, more inadvertently. Yeah, more out of necessity. <laughs> we realized um, we can't, I guess we could have made all of our furniture out of like metal and other composites, but um, I think it made more sense to do wood and neither one of us had ever really woodworked prior to um uh, moving into the house and making our first set of furniture. So yeah, it's a lot of firsts for us since, I don't know, I think it's been about five years. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah. Uh, but it's really cool to now look around the house and see all the things that we made. We, you know, um, installed the floors, we made the fireplace, we uh, made the dining table, you know. and uh, Yeah. And all of those things are still standing, which is surprising. <laughs> That's so. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So how did you uh, first like realize that you could make your own furniture and stuff? Did you find inspiration of other people making stuff online or what, what a uh, kind of game oh, yeah. for that? Um, that's a good question. Actually, it was funny because prior to like learning how to make, we, I personally didn't realize that there was like a whole maker community, uh, let alone like a maker community on YouTube where people kind of show their DIY journey. Um, right. And the first person, the first channel that I saw was uh, Modern Builds, and he was making like a DIY bed or cushion or whatever it happened to be. Right. And um, and and that was kind of like wow, like we could really kind of make it very simple, um, and just kind of follow these steps and just kind of going into that wormhole of YouTube DIY stuff, <laughs> and then um, and then going going from there. Um, granted, I think the first thing that we made was the bed frame, our bed frame. And we use like the wrong screws, arguably like the worst type of plywood and all of these <laughs> things prior to knowing like what any of that meant. So I think 
you know, the first bed frame we made out of like drywall screws, which was <laughs> right um, hilarious. But um, but yeah, I mean, it we used it and kind of uh, like learned over the years and kind of perfected it. Well, I wouldn't say perfected it, but definitely yeah. not perfected it. <laughs> not using drywall screws anymore. So. <laughs> It's but a, yeah, all yeah. those um, channels were inspiration, homemade, modern and modern builds and um, all the all the channels that showed how to be creative with simple tools and utilize what you have and um, the resources that you have to, to be creative. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because back in, you know, like the 70s and 80s, there were all these books like uh, that you could get the Time Life book series and right. uh, all these different books that you could uh, yeah, would teach you how to do all simple projects around your house. But uh Really, I think YouTube really showed so many more people just how easy it was, you know, because you don't have to without having understanding the tools and like what you need. It's hard to get started. But uh, YouTube just shows like, yeah, you just need a couple of simple tools and yeah, simple materials. Yeah, you get going. Yeah, For yeah, sure. definitely. And, you know, like the plethora of Ryobi tools that, um, you know, kind of get you started to <laughs> and, and that pocket hole jig. I feel like that was our main um like tools of choice for so long until uh we started to venture out outside of that yeah so. for sure and um going back to cir circling back to youtube it's such an, an incredible resource um we always say we're students of youtube university because everything we learned from tools to um plumbing to random things that you know that you just come across um daily any problems that you come across somebody out there has figured out a creative solution for it so it's just a matter of figuring out the right right search words and um and youtubing or googling how to how to fix it and um yeah getting inspiration from other people it's been really fun so we're excited to um um be making now because we've learned so much from others that this is our way of kind of giving back to the community in a little way um, of just sharing what we make along the way and sharing, Hey, we can do this too. We're kind of nobodies with a couple of tools and uh, we're figuring it out and it's been really fun for us. Maybe you can try it too. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like to add on to that, I think um, like I like to make stuff um, like Bob, uh, he had mentioned one time on either his podcast or uh, one of his episodes of saying that uh, the idea is not to get like, um, you know, super uh, expert on one particular um, you know, skill or niche, but uh, basically to kind of have a culmination of all these skills. So at any given time, he's able to have like kind of go through the Rolodex of information that he's gathered throughout the years. And be able to make something, um, you know, on the spot, or at least have an idea of where to uh, start um, to to make something. And I think um, that really resonates with us. It's that's why, like, if you go on our channel or our Instagram, like, we're kind of all over the place. Is um, basically to kind of, um, you know, do a project that'll teach us something new, um, and you know, just enough to be able to understand the um, the nuances of it, so then we can apply it to a project in the future so yeah that makes sense especially if you look at like you know your van conversion right so you have all of your you know automotive skills that you learned uh back in high yeah. school and you know along the way and then you can combine that with you know the different skills of furniture and you know and there's all different kind a van is probably one of the biggest it's like well it's like a tiny house right so it's got all the different uh things you can put like plumbing electrical all those different uh skills in use there 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, that's a good point. Like, um, I think all, a lot of our firsts were with the van, like making a cabinet with mm-hmm. drawers and, and, um, just doing the electrical and plumbing, like to that much of an extent. Um, cause I guess like with the van, it was kind of less stressful than working on your actual house. Um, cause right. it could kind of mess up and you're like, ah, oh, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And actually on that note, the, um, van was kind of our our way of doing a test run of a tiny house. Um, so to us, that was our way of, hey, let's practice. It's kind of all the fundamentals of a house, but in a smaller form. Um, and we know that one day we'd like to build a tiny house. This would be a fun yeah. stepping stone project. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that'll be that's the dream. Oopsie. <laughs> yep. uh, that, that's the dream is uh, to eventually kind of build our own tiny house and kind of you know, live in there, but have like a humongous warehouse with all of our tools that we could just <laughs> make all the time. And, yeah, we um, say we want a tiny house and a big, big warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's a, a lot of people have that dream, right? They just need the house is just for, you know, just to eat lunch and for sleeping a little bit. Yep. And then the workshop <laughs> is for spending the all day. Um, for sure. That's pretty cool. So uh, going back a little bit, did you guys, um, did you take any art classes or anything? Did you have any experience with that in high school or college or anything? Oh, you go ahead. I oh, think. um, yes. For me, yes. I always enjoyed art. Um, I always enjoyed art in the, I guess, typical fine art sense. A lot sure. of drawing, painting, doodling, um, sketching, that kind of stuff. So I was always into that. And, um, I, I, I remember as a kid joining all the art clubs, doing after school art activities and all that. Um, I, I loved when our schools would offer jewelry making and that's where I learned soldering for the first time. And um, it was definitely an avenue for me to for me to express my creativity because I don't think I had many other ways to express it at that time um, growing up. So I've always been drawn to that type of art. Um, but it was always very crafty. I enjoyed sewing, um, things like that. But I was never exposed to woodworking um, mm-hmm. and metalworking and things like that. Partially, I think, because of the family that I grew up with. They didn't expose me to that because I was a girl and things like that. Um, so when I met Lewis and he showed ex- interest in that and he started exploring that, I kind of... Um, didn't I wasn't exposed to it earlier, so I didn't know anything about it, but I really gravitated towards it. I would kind of hover and watch what he was doing and and um point things out and be like, Why aren't you doing it this way? Why aren't you doing why don't you try this way? Um so I think that's actually another reason why we started working together was because I would always gravitate towards it and hover and watch and um and I guess pick things up as as Lewis was working on it and then we eventually started working on it together. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I guess on my end, I didn't have any like formal art training um, or anything. I My uh, degree is in engineering, so I think inside the box oftentimes. So, okay. Um, uh, I, I have, I guess like the only creative outlet that I had, again, I, I bring up like working on cars and stuff. Um, I've modified them kind of throughout my adolescent and young adult life um, and was kind of really heavily into the scene um, up until um, several years ago uh, where, um, you know, I was 
mostly just working on cars and that's like what I identified with and everything. And then um, at one point in time, I just kind of wanted to separate myself and kind of see what else was out there and um, kind of not kind of fall into a uh, like a pigeonhole, if you will. So, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty great that, you know, once we had some ideas of like projects that we wanted to make um, and to decide to like film it and kind of bring it out to the world was kind of, um, you know, the first time where we put like a deadline on ourselves to say like, you know, we can't just start and not finish this project. Um, like this is uh, something that we need to document and hopefully document it well so other people can replicate it. And um, in, in the same token, uh, allow like Laura and myself to be able to learn how to work together and kind of like strengthen our relationship too and our communication style. And, um, and like just on working together in general, which I think helped us not only in like making and, uh, you know, making content together, but also just other aspects of our life. So, um, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, no, no formal art training. Yeah, nothing formal. <laughs> always okay. um, interested and always gravitated towards creativity and, and artists. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And I guess like, yeah, one, one more thing is that I think going, being in this maker community is that everybody is so creative um, that it's, uh, it's so motivating to kind of like continuously just try to learn more skills and, um, you know, learn from other people and uh, see like how far you can kind of push your uh, creativity and, you know, just your artistic expression if you will. Um, and I don't know that we would have gone as far as we have, not that we've gone that far, but um, as like, we pushed if, ourselves yeah, as much as we had. Exactly. Yeah, like pushed ourselves um, if it wasn't for the community and just kind of being so open and sh like open to sharing and open to um, kind of give us uh, feedback and ideas and stuff like that. So yeah, it's really exciting to see so many people out there with such a wide variety of interests. I guess we always felt like oddballs um, because we were interested in so many different types of art or, um, you know, creative ventures, but we were only, um, we only learned about enough to, to be like at, at a beginner level in all of them. So we never felt like we were a true expert or part of a true community in any of these, um, I guess, crafts or these fields of, mm -hmm. of creativity. But um, yeah, the maker community as a whole is just so welcoming of people wanting to learn new things and, and kind of always being a student of, of life, a student of whatever. Um, yeah. And willing to share like mm -hmm. what they've learned too, you know, whenever, um, although our posts aren't as uh, consistent, but whenever we do post a project and we kind of get stumbled, um, you know, there are always several handfuls of people who are willing to kind of give us uh, their experiences or, um, you know, their thought processes on how they would tackle the, the problem and, um, mm -hmm. and to just kind of have that community to problem solve something that you're in um, is really motivating. And yeah, like I said, it makes us want to like continuously push ourselves mm -hmm. um, for like um, to, you know, master the next skill. Mm hmm. And it's for no matter what problem we're running into. Like one day it's uh, epoxy issues that we're running into. Another day it's, you know, we've got a woodworking um, question. 
yeah the maker community is just so varied and so so creative and so smart (laughs) it's it's (laughs) a real joy to be a part of yeah i think that that's what is kind of unique about this is that it's not a community about you know a specific skill but or Mm. you know specific technique but it's a community about people who want to learn new things and they want to try everything um so it's a community of like like i said it's a curiosity um so that's basically everybody like wants to know so if you have a problem a lot of times people will go and also like because if they try to help you do that they're going to learn something new as well so they you know appreciate mm-hmm. that um if they don't have an interesting problem to solve that someone else does and that they'll help them do that so you know it's, it's always uh always something interesting to learn and figure out so for sure just a bunch of curious people <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's kind of like the whole theme of this and again yeah the, a lot of people who are in the maker community say the same kind of thing like where they didn't know that there were other people like that who you know don't just focus on one thing and keep changing you know to a mm-hmm. different subject at every project so it's really it's uh it's really interesting and i don't you know I don't know because I've been around long enough that I know, uh, you know, people before uh, the internet, uh, <laughs> and it's you know, and there was there's small communities of that, and I know um, people like the there's a, people who are interested in you know just the home computers where they were customizing their home computers, and before that mm-hmm. there was like ham radio and people doing that kind of stuff. But again, unless you could find club of those people within an hour or so of your house. Uh, it was hard to, you know, to build that community. And again, it was mm-hmm. only going to be, you know, a couple dozen people at the most. Uh, you know, if you you can still find these people around if you go to, uh, you know, like regional woodworking shows and stuff. There's usually a wood turning club and a couple, you know, carving and stuff like that. Right. But again, like just being able to interact with anybody from anywhere in the world, um, you know, anytime. And they have a unique set of experiences that they can, you know, that's different than yours. But it, you know, can help uh, give you a different perspective. So it's, it's uh, yeah. you know, it's it's always inspiring. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wild? What a time. I know. Seriously, <laughs> I think um, we're we're definitely lucky to have been, um, I guess, born and conscious at this era. You know, so <laughs> right. you know, just to have access to people literally around the world at at your fingertips, mm-hmm. um, and just connect with them and be able to get information is, um, you know, I think we. I, I personally take it for granted a lot of the times, but man, yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, awesome. I mean, the way you broke it down, yeah, you would have to find a club and it would be a very specific club. And most likely the people at that club want to talk about that very niche thing. So then mm-hmm. you go there to answer those questions. But if you have then other questions that relate to how you want to connect that you know project at large to something else you know you might have to go exploring somewhere else and it was definitely harder it was harder to <laughs> figure out um the solutions to your problems yeah. to to yeah yeah absolutely to and ins- i guess like to intersect different interests and yeah. all that yeah and i guess if you're in like such as in a, like a smaller bubble like prior to technology you're not able to you know i guess grow as quickly of your your knowledge base right um so i don't know i guess if you had a smaller community that was uh, relatively local to where you were um you could only really max out to a certain capacity i would imagine um right before you kind of hit like a plateau 
So yeah, I think we're lucky to have Instagram. <laughs> Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, this access to just information. Anybody and and yeah, it's such creative people and their minds and how they work. Yeah, I was just I was really just impressed. I went through your Instagram and your YouTube just to see the different <laughs> range of things you guys have worked on, and there's just so many interesting things. I forgot that you guys built the the you know the belt grinder. You made the that you adapted the oh yeah the bench grinder and added the you know your own feature onto that. What gave you like what made you think you could figure that out? <laughs> do you use oh. any of your engineering skills, or did you just you know you didn't know you couldn't do it, so you did it anyway? Um, that it was, was a little, a, yeah, it was a little bit of both. I, um, we had a problem. Well, we had a problem to solve and our problem was we needed a belt sander <laughs> <laughs> and our problem was we didn't have money for the one that we wanted. Yeah. Um, or so, the budget, yeah, the budget for what we wanted. I, um, I think we had just came back from spring make. Oh, right. Um, and then oh, we got right. to use like the super like awesome two by 72 belt grinder there. And we're like, oh man, we need this. Um, and then, um, realized quickly that. One, we were just in our garage, so we didn't have the space for it. And two, it was way out of our budget at the time. Um, so I guess as far as designing it, um, I had a relatively, I guess, basic understanding of what goes into um, the belt grinder as far as like positioning the pulleys and um, like the material to use for the frame and stuff. But um, okay. as far as it actually working, I wasn't sure that it would. So it was more of an um, experiment. Um, but it, yeah, again, there was a lot of information on YouTube where other people had done it. Um, and so I just kind of, kind of cherry picked information from all of those guys and, mm -hmm. uh, was able to kind of make it, but it's been so far, it's still working and still our favorite belt sander. So I'm super happy with that. Yeah. So. And our journey always going in is, you know, we're going to try it and what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. Then we go pick up, you know, something that does work <laughs> and, <laughs> right, yeah. and chalk it up to an experiment. But, you know, we picked picked up a used um, a grinder for 20 bucks on OfferUp. Uh, so it's, you know, for, for that, it's like, why not give it a try? Right. Why not try? Yeah. 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 Worst case, I just have a grinder. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just put it back together the way it was before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say like that project in and of itself has been pretty like um, rewarding because I put the templates up or we put the templates up um, on our website and um, yeah, people always download it and, you know, adapt it onto theirs and always like DM us saying like, hey, it, like came out awesome and like, um, like, you know, they're yeah. very appreciative of, uh, you know, having it set up on our website for free. So it's been kind of uh, nice to see that other people have been using it and um, have been liking it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I might have to see if I can do that myself. I have a couple of, you know, I have an extra bench grinder that I'm not using. So <laughs> I oh, don't nice. have a belt grinder. So definitely, yes, yeah, definitely a good way, you know, to start out and it gets you expand your capabilities until you can get to the point where you buy the big fancy one absolutely mm -hmm. for sure yeah. Yes. Yeah. it's definitely one of our favorite tools in the shop now so <laughs> highly recommend it <laughs> yes yeah i've got a chance to use a couple of other people's shops and it's definitely definitely a, a key uh <laughs> a key thing if you can find one that's pretty cool and i just um i remember when you guys you brought home the two the or was it two or three or whatever the honda spree the scooters. oh the, the sprees yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I remember that it was just funny because you just basically you were in the middle of something else, but you had I guess they were available 
and you know so you were like oh this i can't pass up this opportunity to <laughs> yeah get that. how did that go oh, oh man so it's going <laughs> so they exist <laughs> in our shop <laughs> um right. but yeah we we got them running and everything um it happened to be a gentleman who just lived down the street from us and he's a scooter collector of sorts so when i went to okay. go pick up the sprees he had like at least 20 or 30 other um <laughs> scooters and have picked these up and just didn't have the time to um, do anything with them. So yeah, we luckily our shop neighbor is really into motorcycles and things like this. So he was able to help us get um, the sprees up and running. Um, but we, we got three. So two of them are, you know, up and running and, you know, I think we're going to keep them and kind of like semi restore them so we can kind of putz around in them. Yeah, and the third one was a more of a parts, parts mobile. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I think we're gonna try to see if we get a um, do an electric conversion on that one. Um, oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, That'd be cool. So yeah, super excited about that. So hopefully, um, yeah, that'll kind of come up here soon, possibly. Yeah, we've got a lot of projects on the to do list, but we've been a little busy with life and work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this whole uh, having to work thing is uh, putting a hindering on our making stuff. So Yeah, it really gets in yeah, the way. <laughs> it does. Yeah, a lot of people uh, say the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, even if you're a full-time maker, then you are, end up making stuff, you know, you're still making stuff for work. Mm-hmm. And then That's true. all mm-hmm. your cool, fun projects still have to be after work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. so even if you have a full-time shop. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always some kind of balance for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, well, hopefully one day uh, my my job or my day job will uh, realize that um, they just need to give me the money and I don't really have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Of course. So, um, yeah, still banking on that. <laughs> yeah. Keeping our fingers yep. crossed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to just be indispensable. So you just, you know, you're just, you have, you're so, you're, so valuable that they just call you like once a week you solve a problem yeah, and then they exactly. just give you the money and then the rest of the time, they just let you do whatever you want they just they keep you in reserve for that special <laughs> situation yeah i just and i just i went down all your list of cool things you guys have made and there's just there's <laughs> quite a few but you made the electric uh foundry so you made a thing to melt the aluminum and oh yeah use electric instead of most people have a propane forge but, yeah um I'm not sure why we decided to go electric more so than not wanting to have a big propane tank. Um, yeah, I think that's really what it was. It was mm-hmm. not wanting to do the pro. Yeah, having a big propane tank in our small garage. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that electric foundry, the idea was to kind of be um, recycle friendly because um, I'm like, I don't know, a, a Coke drinking fiend, the drink. Yeah, the um, so, Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead of just uh, you know throwing those cans away or putting it in the recycle, um, I was hoping to kind of melt those down and make little ingots. So then, whenever we had a CNC project, you know, we'll have a steady supply of aluminum ingots. So we made we made one ingot, and then <laughs> and then it's been on the shelf since. So, um, but the idea is that whenever I have that idea, we have the foundry ready ready to go yeah but we're collecting tons of aluminum cans still that is true (laughs) because we're yeah the intent is still is to do it but it was also one of those projects where we built it um and think and thought we're going to use it all the time and then we got so busy that we didn't get to do it yeah i think um 
to be completely honest, I think, um, according to TikTok, I have ADHD. So um, <laughs> kind of go from one project, like once we're finished with the project, um, at least for me, I jump into something completely different afterwards. And um, I can't kind of stay on track for a long period of time, where, whereas Laura is able to kind of, you know, make a path and say, hey, this is the this is the avenue that we should go um, and be a little bit more organized. So, um, yeah, there's that yeah. balance there. That's why we're a team. <laughs> that is good. That's good to have a team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so many things on our to-do list or like but, want to-do list. But thanks for bringing that up because we we do we do love that project and we've been meaning to utilize it again. So we'll have to melt down some cans and and carve something cool. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. I have yeah. to see that. Um, what do you guys do with the cans? Do you crush them so they take up less space, or how do you? <laughs> well, currently they're in shopping them. bags. So. <laughs> Just like okay. big old shopping bags all over. <laughs> right. But um. Yeah, crush them and then we just uh, stick it in there and then melt it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. the the foundry that we made is relatively small, so the crucible is pretty small too. Mm -hmm. So okay. we can only kind of um, melt a little bit at a time. So um, right, but yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah. Maybe another project would be a can crusher because that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, do you have a machine <laughs> to do that? That's a great idea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you can create your raw materials. Uh, yeah. and and if even if you don't melt them all at once. At least they're taking up less space while they're Absolutely. waiting for, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. for use. Yeah. So yeah, another project on the list. Another Thanks. project. <laughs> Thanks, <Dave. laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. You have to write that down. Um, so I know you've been to, you've been to a bunch of different uh, maker events, right? I think it was the first one you went to with Spring Make. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That was the first okay. one that we ever did. And then the second event that we ever attended was, I believe, a workbench con. Yeah, it was in 2020, so right mm -hmm. before the pandemic. So okay, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was crazy because that was I think like yeah, the last thing that happened before. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of glad that we were able to make it that for sure. So yeah, because um, after that, I guess things got quiet for a bit. Um, and then yeah. most recently at Maker Camp, that's where we got that's to right. see you for the first time yes. <laughs> um, in person. So that was really fun. Yeah, yeah, we really enjoyed your booth. Thanks so much for hosting that um, the carving booth, and. Um, it was such a nice little reprieve from the hustle and bustle of Maker Camp. So that was a nice. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was actually pretty awesome. Um, yeah, just kind of sit there and just kind of get lost in, um, you know, carving out the uh, mm -hmm. rubber stamp. So, um, yeah, we have ours, our, our, at least our prints hung up and yeah. our rubber stamps. So hopefully, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're that's saving great. it so we can carve the backside and try to make that's something cool. else. <laughs> Yeah, you might be able. I don't know if you can carve. You, I think you can carve that stuff on the CNC, and you might be able to laser it. I don't. Um, oh yeah. I'm not sure exactly what it's made out of, though. So that's the problem. It doesn't really say on, okay. the, on Amazon's. <laughs> but I know that some, you know, some, yeah, some rubbers you can car carve on the CNC uh, laser. Oh, very interesting. Cool. Well, yeah. let's try that out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about the fact that it was. You know, it's it's a quiet. Uh, activity compared to just about everything else that's happening <laughs> you know yes. there's no power tools there's no everything is you know done by hand and so that yeah. is a really interesting and i think it was very um, much needed i think that's why the people who came by your booth uh, stuck just, around just for a long time because yeah it was just such a nice a nice cozy little spot after um yeah yeah in the midst of just walking around and enjoying all that it there there was to take in yeah 
And the thing that um, you come out with the print is like so satisfying. Like, yeah. Once you roll the ink on and you know press it down, it's like oh man, like uh, it's like instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Out. That's really cool. <laughs> that's great. And the sense of community that um, you created by having the table kind of in a little circular. Yeah, that was just by accident yeah. too. Everything it was, by... was by accident. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. But yeah. it was it it made it worked for, out well. Um, yeah, yeah, great conversations with the people that were sitting around. It was it was a lovely yeah lovely experience. So thanks so much for ha- having that. Yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's cool. Well, yeah, definitely. I think we're gonna do something like that again. So uh, cool. hopefully, yeah, more people will get to experience that. Yeah, because um, I know a couple of people either didn't get a chance to do it or wanted to, you know, do it more and, and got their own stuff. Because that's the one thing about that is it's, you know, you can probably get everything you need for like $20. At oh, the nice. Craft oh, store, okay. You know, yeah. and just to get started, you know, and obviously you can spend as much money as you want. You can get a, you know, you can spend thousands of dollars on a giant press and you can do all different kinds of things. But yeah, you don't need any of that stuff to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A lot of fun. And there's a lot of people who are making small presses that you can either put together yourself or they're just like simple devices. So pretty yeah. uh, oh, cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I definitely want to see if I can, you know, work with some of those people for next maker camp. So to actually have, you know, some examples of what they have. Oh yeah. That'd oh, be that'd awesome. Be neat. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, Great. I know, uh, what is it? All the hotel spaces are already, getting booked up for maker camp so yeah i heard they're all sold out already (laughs) (laughs) yes all the yeah the rooms on there's like 80 rooms on site Mm -hmm. and yeah so if you stayed on site this year you could book your room when you checked out Mm. so probably a lot of people did that and i don't know how many were left over (laughs) after that but yeah they sold out like in two days so like the wednesday after maker camp they were sold out and obviously there you know there's camping there's infinite camping there yeah and, uh, true, true. there's a lot of airbnbs and other hotels and stuff around so mm-hmm. it'll you know it'll definitely be i think uh you know one of the big events for next year and again even though it's a lot of it gets a lot of social media and a lot of you know attention it's only 700 people which is still pretty small i don't know how many people go to workbench con is that probably about the same size or Something oh, I there? think um, there there seem to have been more people um, at WorkbenchCon, but sure. um, but definitely it didn't seem as well. It's definitely not as hands hands on as uh, Maker mm-hmm. Camp, but um, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, and like Maker Central is like pretty big. That's like five or six thousand people in oh, yeah. England. But you know, so that's a totally different scale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, that looks that's awesome. interesting. <laughs> yeah. So what? made you give you guys the idea to go to spring make like what made you want to go to that type of event oh um so i'm not sure to be honest with you i think it showed up on instagram um via uh who was it it was it popped up yeah it popped up as an event um and it was right around the time that we were exploring um maybe showcasing some of the projects that we do and things like that, because we realized that we were creative, um, but we were sharing these projects with people around us and nobody else really uh, cared or, or, (laughs) or enjoyed the same type of creative um, projects that we did. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to, yeah. So that's when we kind of started feeling the itch of wanting to share out uh, some of the things that we do. 
Um, and at that time, we had been deep diving and watching so many uh, makers that we really love and enjoy, like Laura Kampf, um, right. Jimmy Dresden, and things like that. So I think that's where we kind of saw it pop up. Yeah. And we thought, let's just let's pull the check, trigger. Yeah, yeah, let's just check it out. Let's uh, see what it's about. See, um, and see if after the event, if we if we feel excited about it and we feel um yes this is something that we want to explore then we can we can continue on so it was kind of our tester event and yeah i think at that point we had just made our channel and had maybe i think we had one maybe two videos up we had um, 12 subscribers <laughs> oh yeah so yeah it was it was actually pretty hilarious because evan and caitlin were um doing a class there on how they um you know grew their channel and like what you know smaller channels can do to uh you know in increase their sub count and stuff like that mm -hmm. and after their class uh which was fantastic um uh, we were able to kind of talk to them and uh, kind of pick their brain a little bit and we had asked them hey like you know we're just starting our channel what can we do and they said you know um you know go onto facebook ask your friends and family and you know to initially grow your channel um, you know, just ask everybody, you know, and when we did it, we got our first three to 400 subscribers and we're like, oh, um, we did that and we got 12. So <laughs> I don't know. And two of them are us on our personal account. Know, so. <laughs> Subscribe to yourself, right? Yeah. We've got, we've got very different communities. Yeah. So we're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be much harder than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. But, um, but it was honestly like, um, they, but they, other than that, yeah, the meeting all the makers and learning about the, their creative processes, the way that they uh, utilize different skills, the way that they have um, used YouTube to grow as a as a creator and an artist, all mm -hmm. of those things were just so inspiring that um, once we came back from Spring Make, we looked at each other and said, "Yeah, let's keep making, let's and let's keep figuring out a way to record our journey and share it with others." Yeah. So yeah, so that was definitely the the inspiration. Spring Spring Make was the the kickoff. <laughs> yeah, and we got to meet uh, a lot of our initial like maker friends. I would say, mm -hmm. um, like Brooke and Michael at Maker's Workshop right. were our literally first maker friends. First friends. Oh, yeah, cool. We in line well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think next to each other and then became friends. <laughs> yeah. So Mark, um, Mark Adams, of course, he was there taking everybody's picture, mm -hmm. and um, you know, we were just sitting, standing in that line, and then um, happened to kind being of being shy. Yeah, being shy and because Laura, Laura and I are insane introverts slash hermits. So <laughs> going out in any public setting, we're kind of like, um, yeah, our hearts are kind of like in our throats and we can't, you know, um, go out and be, I guess, extroverted and, you know, yeah. talk to everybody. Yeah, we're <laughs> not the ones like chatting people up on the line. Right. So we were really grateful when <laughs> Brooke and Michael turned around and started talking to us. And introduced themselves. Yes. And we go, thank God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's where we slowly started making friends too. So it was really exciting to yeah. meet other makers, other people who right. are interested in. Yeah, you're immediately surrounded by people who, you know, have the same kind of, you know, approach to mm -hmm. just being creative and, you know, making everything, right? Because, yeah, a lot of people go, Spring Make was mostly about was it mostly metalworking and stuff or was there other? Uh, there was a little bit of everything. It was, uh, okay. they, yeah, they had a woodworking station, a metalworking station. Mm -hmm. um, we learned how to forge a knife. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, wow. That's cool. Yeah. It was really awesome. Um, and 
yeah, I think they had a sewing station as well. I don't recall. Um, but recall it, was re- it was relatively small. I, I don't remember how many people, but I would say less than... Less th- than 100? Definitely less than 100, yeah, for less sure. Than- wow, that's really cool. Intimate, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. But we got to meet, uh, you know, everyone, like before we really even knew, um, you know, all the quote unquote big names of the maker community, mm-hmm. um, we met, we were able to meet them and just kind of hang out and like work with them, mm-hmm. um, you know, side by side forging stuff or, um, you know, work, um, you know, cutting the the wood scales for the blades that we were making or forging mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was, uh, it was a very fantastic um first experience to the maker community i would yes, say yes for sure oh that's great um so you said you're introverted and you don't uh you usually don't uh <laughs> approach people and talk to them um do you does being at some place like maker camp or a does that change the way you uh you know you feel like when you're around all those other people um yes and no i i think since we've been to a few and have met a few people it's easier Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like um, running into Ethan, um, Ethan Carter, um, right? And, Ethan Carter designs, <laughs> yeah. and um, yes. of course, Makers Workshop, and um, and you know, and uh, you, and you, and obviously Vincent Ferrari. Uh, yeah, right. so it's, seeing and meeting all those familiar faces was really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, everyone who we talk to online, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem awkward or weird to you know introduce ourselves or like go and mm-hmm. talk to you guys um, in person. So it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. uh, but but then again it's it, it does take like a lot of uh i guess mental and emotional uh, energy yeah so <laughs> okay. um, every yeah every day after like um at maker camp we would go back to the hotel for a little bit and just kind of decompress before we came back out again at night so right yeah that's smart yeah i'm just i'm just curious because i'm i've been to you know just a bunch of things especially because there's a lot of smaller get-togethers up here you know, in or in New York in the Northeast area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've met a bunch of the different people and plus I'm, I'm old now. So I'm like 50 so, or over 50. <laughs> so oh, I just, I don't think I care anymore about this kind of stuff. So I just go and talk to people. Um, and I just, and also, you know, you have to have a few of those people who will just go up and be, see if somebody isn't talking to anyone and just go up and talk to them. Right. Because you're like, right. everybody yep. and you know, everybody who came to maker camp came here to talk to all these other people. So even if they're, if they're, you know, as long as, you know, if they're feeling uncomfortable or they don't know, you know, who to approach, it's it's great to, you know, bring those people in. And every time you go to one of these things, you know, they, it just expands the number of people that you recognize and recognize you, you know, so you just, it, it really is, uh, I think it's important and it's a great experience to, you know, get to hang out with all these different, you know, people who, you know, are thinking the same thing as you, they, they're, mostly introverted they work alone in their shop (laughs) but when you're around so many different people who you know are so similar Mm -hmm. um it really makes it a lot easier so absolutely i think it's definitely worth it yeah yeah, especially since the icebreaker um it's so easy it's like hey so what do you do yeah what do you you make yeah what do you make (laughs) i know you're here because you make something yeah (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing i guess um we had a lot of chances yeah, we had a lot of chances to um, reconnect with people that we had met before or mm-hmm. um, connect with people that we had um, talked with online but hadn't met online, in right. person. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really wonderful. But we also had a chance to meet new people who we hadn't oh, met yeah. online, oh, you know, and yeah. or didn't know of cool. online. So that was really exciting. And 
Um, and as we were meeting them, it was an it was an automatic kinship of, you know, you're a maker, I'm a maker too, you know, of uh, we get each other, we got each other in a way it felt like right away that sometimes it feels like our friends and families don't get. And I remember um, having this conversation with a few makers that I met in person right away of, um, yeah, we, we do this thing and we share it online, right? Because sometimes we share it with other people and they say, you know, you can just buy that online. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you know, you can just go to a store and buy that. And we're like, yeah, but the whole fun is in making it, right? That's why we're <laughs> that's why we're makers. So um, that type of immediate bond was really was really fun to to see, yeah, kind of play out in person. Yeah, and definitely just like makes it easier overall to like want to go to the next event and you know and come mm-hmm. out of our shells. So, yep, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, and I don't know, where are you guys located? Are you in Oh, in Los Angeles? You're LA or yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there was just the LA meetup. Did you guys get to go to that? There was a oh, thing. Unfortunately, we couldn't yeah. yeah, we couldn't make Darn. it to that one. Yeah. It was we had plans and everything, but um yeah, the whole work thing again. So yeah. we <laughs> yeah. had every intention to go, but the whole work thing got in the way. Oh darn. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. I mean, that's why I take off like maker camp. Like as soon as mm-hmm. Maker mm-hmm. Camp's over, I take off the day from work. The next oh, October, like right away. Oh, nice! <laughs> I just emailed them and I'm like, "Hey, I'm not going to be here next October." Yeah, oh, it's that's kind of like that's written smart. into yeah. your yearly vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's yeah. the most important event of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. So, oh man, that's definitely cool. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing, you guys, um, you posted some for May for Makers. When did you guys find out about that? Do you post just this year, or did you do that before? Earlier? Oh, um, we. Found out we just posted really this year, but um, mm-hmm. I think we knew about it when they did the first go around. Yeah, so okay. I guess we had been seeing it on the internet um, mm-hmm. and didn't participate last year. Definitely right. too shy again. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, uh, I guess a little bit of imposter syndrome too. Uh, to be honest, the uh, first couple of years that we were around of like are we makers yet can we qualify ourselves as that um so yeah this is the first year that we really kind of pushed ourselves to um and it really worked out because we um it happened to be a really busy month work for us again with work and life um so we Mm -hmm. didn't have much going on in the making um side of our world um so we didn't have any projects going on so we thought it would be a good time for us to share a little bit more about ourselves and um, the people behind the scenes. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun. I It was really neat because it was the first time I think we had really gotten vulnerable and shared um, a lot more about ourselves yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes and, and people reacted really warmly to it. And um, yeah, so that was really, really nice. Yeah. So definitely shout out to uh, Priscilla and Luke for hosting that because mm-hmm. I think just having prompts like make making content so much easier and less stressful Mm -hmm. because I always feel like you know whenever we have to post something for Instagram it has to be something viral using you know the specific uh you know sounds and keywords uh, keywords and you know (laughs) crazy dances and stuff yeah (laughs) yeah but um so we get in our heads a lot sometimes I guess is what it comes down to so Mm. it was really nice to have those prompts um and then to be able to click into those hashtags and check yes. out everyone else mm-hmm. too right away. Um, 
was really neat. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're looking at random hashtags like woodworking or, you know, or a hashtag <laughs> yeah. based on whatever project you're working on. So you don't get mm -hmm. a general idea of makers in the community or space, but that was a really lovely way to meet makers of all kinds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. It was really, um, you know, like just, I met so many new people, uh, doing that, like the few mm -hmm. times because I met Priscilla and Luke at the first maker camp. And then when Priscilla had that idea, she invited, you know, just a bunch of people to, you know, you know, run, run it by. And it was really did, uh, you know, everyone was really excited about it and it was fun. Uh -huh. and it's, yeah. It's just fun to come up with, uh, either a unique way to misinterpret the prompt or, you know, uh -huh. a lot of people would do <laughs> right. that. So it's, it's fun, right? Cause you don't have to, you don't, you know, it doesn't, there's no rules. So you can exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it's always fun to, to figure out how you can creatively not post the same thing as everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's always really interesting. Yeah. That was, that was a fun month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah definitely looking forward to next year's. I think um, now that we've done it once and went through the motions, <laughs> like excited for the prompts for next year. So, mm -hmm. um, but getting oh, more and more comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, oh, that's cool. All right, uh, I think that's. I'm running out of. Yeah, we could <laughs> could go through all of your uh, YouTube videos and stuff, but I think that's uh, about everything. You know, I had on my list. Is there anything else you guys uh, want to share with anybody? Any cool oh. new projects you're working on or anything coming up? Oh, um, anything coming up? What do you Well, we have been wondering. We've been uh, not wondering. Excuse me. We have been um, thinking about um, we've we've been thinking about a new tool. <laughs> it's been on <laughs> our minds, a new skill that we want to learn, let's say. Um, uh, and that's 3D scanning. We've been really okay. interested in it ever since we saw at Maker Camp, we saw uh, 3D DIY Dave live in person scanning everybody. And yeah. it really got us thinking about all the possibilities of 3D scanning. Um, and we've been, that's been, that's been kind of on our minds uh, on what to explore next. Yeah. yeah. Trying to figure out um, what that might entail, what type of projects we might be able to utilize that for. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, being able to talk to um, Dave uh, about the scanner that he uses, and um, and how easy it is to use it. I didn't realize like how accessible it was. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like definitely excited to you know, hopefully like budget for one, pick one up, and be able to you know tinker around with it. Um, you know, they we're still working on our like Honda Beat, the small like Japanese import car that we have. Okay. And um, yeah, the idea has always been to kind of make new like body panels and front and rear bumpers for it. So I think with oh, the really? scanner, wow. be a, a good exercise in trying to um, get something and design something unique and um, uh, figure out how to make it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it works out. Yeah. We usually like to, um, before we dive into a new tool, uh, really discuss whether it makes sense for our maker lifestyle, whether it makes mm -hmm. sense for our projects and, and how we can incorporate it. So that's been the next big thing that's on our list that we've been kind of um, tossing around in our brains and thinking, how can we utilize that? Um, I like to modify things um, very specifically, um, typically to 
adjust to my height or <laughs> or to make something more comfortable mm. to me. So I'm I'm looking at how can I use that 3D scanner to scan my existing office chair um, to get, you know, so I can make parts that kind of clip right onto the armrest, existing armrest or or the back of the chair or things like that. Oh wow. So, um yeah, that's how we're how we're discussing and exploring this tool before we go ahead and yeah (laughs) (laughs) on one yeah definitely yeah it's piqued both of our interests so i think um yeah it'll be the next uh journey that we go down next wormhole (laughs) oh wow that's super cool that really sounds like fun all right um sure so where can uh people who are interested in seeing what you're up to where can they find your stuff Oh, um, they could find us um, primarily Instagram um, and YouTube. Uh, Emmy underscore made for Instagram and all one word for YouTube and TikTok as well. Um, okay. So yeah, those those three outlets and our website. Oh but, yeah. But we don't really do anything on there, honestly. Yeah. But... It's, um, <laughs> oh it's, wow. If you happen to see any one of our projects and you want a deep dive, you want maybe specific measurements or links to some of the products that we use, then definitely check out our website. Our free templates as well to um, some right. of the projects, for example, the the grinder turned belt sander. Yeah, um, yeah, that kind of stuff you can find on our website. But otherwise, yeah, what we're up to on a daily basis, you can follow us on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, uh, I also want to uh, just thank again the patrons to the show. They really help uh, make sure we get to do this every week. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, you're enjoying the show, you can. Uh, check it out at uh, patreon.com slash making problems to solve and you'll get uh, access to the after show where we have a little bit more conversation with the guests um, we're gonna do that right after this and uh, if you can also uh, leave a review on apple podcasts or just share the show with a friend that's uh, always appreciated uh, thanks a lot for uh, talking to me today oh, thanks th- for having us yeah thanks for having us it was Great. a pleasure thanks